What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 36 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and joined here today by a lot of your favorite faces today. Fish Sticks, what's up? Hey, how's it? Wait, 36? Oh my God. I know. We're, we're I actually know. getting close to a year. That's so, so we probably started this, you know, about roughly a year ago, so... You know, we just yeah. missed 16 episodes. You know, that's a, it's okay. Here and there. <laughs> 16. I mean, technically, it's 37, right? There was one in there that we uh, took down. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That, that's the lost episode. So there was really 37. That's true. That's going to be one of those uh, collector's edition videos <laughs> if, you ever, if we ever get to that point. Uh, Jason, what's up? Stop playing Clash Royale. Stop no, You have playing. no proof that I'm playing it right now, okay? <laughs> you blame Mr. X for getting me addicted to it again. Oh, man. Yeah, and Flame, how's it going, buddy? Surrounded by casuals. <laughs> Surrounded by casuals. Uh, so what, man? So what? No. Uh, so today, guys, got lots of news. Lots of big news, actually, that's going on. Uh, some Overwatch-related ones with awards and whatnot. So let's uh, start off with some... Well, actually, the, from a news sample, we'll start off with that. But, of course, we'll start off mo- uh, with our, just our week in Overwatch, what we've been doing. Uh, and then talking about a lot of team news. Big trade going on probably the biggest trade news we've ever had in in overwatch esports so uh, going through that lots of events coming up mlg i am korea that's going to be happening in a couple weeks so uh, touch on that mga this weekend too uh and then of course apex finished up so we got to talk about the finals and um you know just just results of that and at the end, we've got Q and A. Uh, we've got actually a couple of email uh, questions, which is awesome because you know a lot of folks that listen to it on iTunes don't get a chance, or listen to us on iTunes don't get a chance to send in their questions. So we got a couple from those folks. So we'll read those out. If you you guys are watching live, you can post your questions either on Twitter, email, uh, tweet those to at Chamanv, or uh, go ahead and post those in Twitch chat whenever it comes time. All right, our week in Overwatch. So season three started. And uh, you guys, I'm assuming, finished all your placements. Uh, how are we looking right now? Everybody in Masters right now already? Legend? Yes. Legend? <laughs> top 500? It's not even out yet, actually. Yeah, actually, that doesn't get established until a month? How, when, when does Top 500 actually come out? It's probably not for like two more weeks. Two more weeks? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw somebody in a game the other day that had like 3,800 or 3,600 peak, and they were Top 500 Season 2, so I think that they don't want that again. Hey, hey, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I got top 500 last season from, uh, you know, all the pros being over in Korea and having a chance to actually climb the ladder. <laughs> That's good. Well, I, I've heard that generally speaking on the ladder, people have been uh, surprised that they're ranking out, coming out of placements because it's generally lower. Uh, you know, you remember when Jeff was talking about just the distribution wasn't right or whatnot, so they've been trying to correct that. So I think a lot so of folks... So actually, I, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit confused right now about... Yeah. Some of the placements that I, I got personally, and I know uh, some of my coworkers, we've been talking about it. Um, in the blog post, Jeff Kaplan said that people were, in general, going to place lower than they were expecting. But he also yeah. said it's because too many people were in gold and plat and not enough people were in silver and bronze when they probably should have been. But I think the thing that they left out, at least my assumption here, is that also uh, the higher tiers were smaller than they thought i think oh because okay. uh, the reason i think this is because i had some shit placements i went uh three wins six losses and a tie and i basically lost like no sr i, I lost like less than 40 sr from that and then wow. since the, i finished my placements i've been gaining like 40 to 45 sr every win 
and only losing like 25 SR every loss. The dream. So like the matchmaking <laughs> is obviously trying to push me like higher than I was before, even though I did poorly in placements and like it's basically giving me way more for every win. So like my guess here, I don't know if you guys have this same experience. Well, obviously a little, I'm a little lower than like flame. I don't know about Jason, but, uh, what? <laughs> but, uh, but right. yeah, to me, it seems like they're trying to just flatten out the the bell curve in general and just like distribute more people into the both the lower tiers and the higher tiers. I think that's what's going on right now. That's the only way I can explain it, my current situation right now. So like, okay, so when I met with this was like at PAX and PAX was like, I don't know, that feels like it was forever ago. Maybe it was like a while ago. Months, yeah. Seven months. <laughs> yeah, it was like before ranked was even out and like when the game was in beta. I was talking to Nate about, or maybe it was Kiki. I don't remember who it was. But I think that the idea was more or less that they wanted like the top 500 to like actually mean something like season two and three top 500. Like you, it was better to have a grandmaster icon than to have a top 500 icon because you could have top 500 at like 3,800, 3,900, but grandmaster was Mm. obviously better. So you would Mm -hmm. show up as like top 500 on the scoreboard, but in reality you'd rather show up as whatever grandmaster. So I think they're trying to push I mean, I definitely think that they're trying to sp- like spread out the graph, but I think it's mostly because they want more people at the top so that the top 500 becomes more meaningful and people will stop worrying about so much about ranks as much as they will like where they sit on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, I, I think it's weird, though, that Grandmaster's 4,000, because I, I agree, like, my placements went pretty bad, but I still wound up with, like, 42-ish at the end, and Obviously, people are hitting 45 now and 46, so it's doable to, like, climb. But I think that they should start adding more ranks or something. I don't know. It feels weird, though, because people are definitely getting placed higher than they were last year. And people are, like, inflated their egos a little bit. (laughs) Well, Evermore is at 5,000 SR. Yeah, I mean, he's a 5,000, really? You can't go any higher. Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was the highest. And then they made Roadhog. I mean, Roadhog is... Roadhog is Overwatch right now, so yeah. it only makes sense for him to be the first person at 5,000. <laughs> what about you, Jason? How has it been going See, for you? I've, I've experienced a lot of people, I mean, basically what you're saying, who are being pushed higher that shouldn't necessarily be pushed higher. Like, I, I've had I've had games, and by the way, at 4,200, thank you very much, Fish6, um, <laughs> where we've had people in, like, Season 1 get, like, rank 50, and, like, Season 2 cap at 3,500, but now they're 4,200. Like, I don't understand sometimes how they got pushed higher. And these are people who yeah. just, like, literally are playing with their feet sometimes. Well, like, I, thing, I don't understand. I mean, the other thing, too, is, though, I mean, I was thinking about this because I've had some really awful games the past two days. Like, I, I apologize to anyone that's watched me stream in the past two days. But, like, the issue, too, is that a lot of players climbed using, like, Genji, McCree, and, like, they were, like, one-trick McCree pickers, one-trick Genji players. Like, a even lot of Winston, one-trick Zarya's out Zarya's, there Maze, even, some, like, sometimes. And now it's, like, nope. So it's kind of even people that are ranked higher should be lower, I guess, because now that they can't like their heroes are just not playable or like working. So then they're dropping. Meanwhile, like the people who were AFK picking Diva last season who only got to 36 are now climbing really fast. And it's like, I think everything's a little screwed up, but it's, I feel like it'll be screwed up for at least another couple of weeks. 
Yeah. I don't know how they fix it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to nor- I mean, it's going to normalize, and yeah, I mean, we have to definitely give it a few weeks, and that's why the top hundred <laughs> doesn't come out anyway. Top five hundred doesn't come out for, for. I thought it was a month, but I guess it's less than a month. Uh, but we'll have to see how that turns I mean, out. What I don't know about you guys, but I am goddamn tired of seeing Diva, yeah, Roadhog, <laughs> Reinhardt every freaking game, and then on my team, I always have like the guy who insta pick Genji's, insta pick Soldier, and then there's a McCree in there too. Leaving us one tank and ba- barely two supports. <laughs> yep, yep. Like Jesus. Christ. Look, misfits can do it. Why can't yeah, misfits can do it? Team <laughs> and misfits can do it. Well, the old misfits, misfits like in for say. half a map, dude. <laughs> I guess that works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I also think for, I actually hate that argument because people keep bringing it up on Reddit and stuff. It's like Fnatic is not tank players. Like <laughs> Fnatic running triple tank is not like that's not a thing, and they were never good at it. So like. Misfits comp working against the Fnatic's triple tank is not as good as like right. running against Nips or something. It's like, ugh. Do it, do it against Timzy, man. But how about Diva? You guys, uh, you guys happy with Diva the way she is right now? Because I feel like Diva's just wrecking on on ladder right now, and and people are getting tired of it. I don't it's, feel like she's wrecking. I just feel like she's like a fly that you just can't kill around you I, all well, the time. That's right. Like mean, she yeah. can do damage, yeah, but mm-hmm. like my experience, it's not. It's not like she's killing my whole team. It's more of like you can't kill her. So you always have to like attack her to get her to, you know, shoe off. You have to brush her away. And then she comes back and just attacks you again a few seconds later. She's just like, so much freaking HP and armor. Yeah, like, that's God what I mean. Damn. You can't kill her. The issue her. is that like, I, I don't, the, it's so weird because you pick her and you feel her power. Then you pick 76 and you're like 1v1 divas. You just <laughs> drop your heal station and then like you just stand there and it becomes like this really awkward face off where like you shoot. She puts up the thing, the matrix. You stop shooting. She puts up the matrix again, and then like the heal station runs out, and then you both like run around, and you have to run away. She has to chase you. <laughs> yeah. Like I hate that interaction, and it happens so often. And I don't know. It's like she's too good because of like what she's like. She can get hooked and not die. I mean, that's one of her actual greatest strengths. And. But you have to hook her. You have to play Roadhog exactly. when you're playing and against you have her. To, like, so you have to wind like... up in the spot where the Reinhardt shield's down, but now the Diva Matrix is up, and then the vice versa is true, and you, nobody's actually <laughs> doing damage, nothing dies, and then it comes down to like these crazy Anna nukes and hooks. And like, Well, also, like a problem with her is that she makes Reinhardt possible at the moment. Because of defense matrix, like I, I've, I've basically yeah, forced him playing true. Reinhardt mostly, and you just can't keep a shield up ever. But you have a Roadhog, a Soldier, and a Diva that's shooting at you, so you need a Diva to like assist you to buy time for your shield to recharge or to protect your team in the meantime, because your teammates are running around with their heads cut off. Like, in pro, obviously in pro play, it's a little bit different, but in ladder play, it's it's frustrating. And you still need the Reinhardt because a Diva can't solo tank. That that takes away like half of the the uh, benefits of playing diva if she if she had just had to sit there and like matrix for everybody the whole time yeah i mean there's also this like hidden aspect that i think people aren't acknowledging or thinking about is that like if you're not running diva you're just getting nano boost slower like you're getting ults slower on your supports and support ults are kind of incredible so by not running tanks you're arguably denying your healers ult charge and like that's another big thing I think too. Like every time you don't kill that diva, you assume that the enemy Anna got like an extra thirty percent nano boost. Hmm, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I don't know. Maybe even think about nerfing ults for support player support characters just a little bit more. 
I wouldn't. I would actually like it if they were <laughs> if they were percentage based. To be honest. Yeah. No, oh yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like been talking about that yeah, we have been talking about that. But whatever. Yeah. See, I've been missing. Or I've been enjoying Zenyatta actually. Like yep. towards the beginning of the season, I was playing a lot of Zen because, or even towards the end of last season, just because kill everyone's piggy. playing tanks, you can kill everyone. Like yeah. as long as you don't get hooked. And if you're like a decent enough level Zenyatta, if there's a tracer, then you can kill the tracer for the most part. If the tracer is not like god level like soon or something. Uh, <laughs> even the same with Genji. So like Zenyatta is ridiculously strong. It's just that people don't play him. They like see they see Ana Lucio and like all right, we have to play Ana Lucio. But like Lucio Zenyatta is still ridiculously strong. You can't burst heal someone. Who gets hooked in like a diva, but you can shred through everyone like a roadhog if he's not behind the Reinhardt shield. And if you can control where he goes, he melts like butter. He does die to diva pretty easily though. Like if diva rushes you, it's like you know Anna can put people to sleep. Anna can like grenade bomb and get out of there, but Zenyatta just dies. So I think that's the biggest difference. His dis- Discord's amazing though right now. Like with all these tanks, I mean that's probably the only way you can melt them sometimes. Especially with Diva. Diva fires so fast that tanks just melt. So I I see what you I definitely see what you mean. I play him all the time on King of the Hill maps, uh, but on payload maps I, I never touch him for whatever reason. Oh, I've been liking King of the Hill so much more lately because yeah. it feels like you can actually get away with uh, these less standard picks a lot easier at least to me yep. compared to uh compared to uh payload of course i think that's who you run into jason on some of your teams those guys are ranking up playing king of the hill maps and they suck hard on the payload hybrid maps and even running. cp maps are still so like annoying i remember i just i was literally just watching seagull playing hanamura and they had everyone on the point on the final point attacking, and five minutes went by of them in over, of them in contestion and not actually capping the point. And then they actually uh, lost. <laughs> I tied they, six they drew on games yesterday. Yeah, six. there you go. You tied Oof. six games. Oh Literally, my god! I played like I don't know how many I played. I tied six. Like I have never been more demoralized in my life. <laughs> demoralized. And some some of them zero. were like clutch wins or like clutch where like you'll go May on last on Anubis or something, and you're like, yep, you're not capping. Okay, so would you rather lose or tie games? I'd rather win. Bring back for for the coin flip. Oh, but please don't. Never do that again. Um, all right, guys. Well, why don't we move on to some gen- some news, some Overwatch news? And uh, the beginning of the week was, or at least the end of last week, was a very big night for Overwatch. We had the game awards show that happened on Twitch, and. I think everybody was basically streaming the award show and doing their own commentary because Twitch gave the go-ahead to do that. Uh, so lots of folks were doing that. And Overwatch had a huge, huge night, winning um, the biggest award of the night, Game of the Year, uh, as well as Best Esport of the Year, Best Multiplayer Game of the Year, Best Game Direction also. Uh, and got to see you know some of our favorites up there giving speeches too, and amazing speeches. <laughs> Jeff in particular, I loved his speech. Uh, but what do you guys think of the award show? Ben? It was super fun. I love watching content like that with Twitch chat. It makes it so much more entertaining <laughs> yeah. to just see how everyone clap up, clap up. responds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of the memes, all the reactions. Uh, it really does feel like you're watching uh, with a bunch of people because you are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously Overwatch won Game of the Year and it's totally warranted. Like, let's be real. Yeah, this that wasn't the a surprise. That's selling PC <laughs> game of all time. Of all time, just behind Minecraft. And it came out just a couple months ago. Uh, so obviously it's got the player base there. But beyond the player base, uh, I really, really, really loved Ray Gresko's yep. acceptance speech mm-hmm. at the end. Um, he basically just you know, talked to the audience and said, 
you know, it's it's been a it's been a weird year. And, you know, Overwatch, what we're proud of is like not just the game being successful and all the developers hard work, you know, paying off. But what we're really, really proud about is that diversity and optimism was such a core theme in this game. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we're, we're hoping that this game brings uh, optimism to people in this very strange year that has been 2016, uh, as well as like shows diversity and, and represents diversity. Um, so, yeah, that, that part like really struck a chord with me, honestly. Um, so mm-hmm. big shout outs to that. No, that was that was a great speech, actually. And, you know, we are always joking. We're definitely on this show about, you know, just some of the messages in, in Overwatch. But in the end, it it is something to feel good about, you know, just this game. You know, there's nothing a, about this game that, that has negativity in it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're, the most negative we have is just the fact that there are two fighting factions. But other than that, I think generally the Overwatch message is a, a very, very good one. Jason, did you watch the awards? So I can't wait for this. So no. Oh, oh my gosh. Haven't had it since <laughs> August. Won't we'll have it until next year. God, I can't believe it. you're doing a great job of promoting moving to Germany, man. Yeah, everyone knew it's great. <laughs> so great, please. <laughs> yeah, Flame, you watch it? Yeah. Um, I guess I wanted to talk about. I mean, this is like off topic, I guess, but mm-hmm. there were so many games that came out this year that tried to compete for. Like, it was just so <laughs> stupid. Like. <laughs> Like, hey, Paladins wow. is amazing. No, like, not even. It's not even just Paladins though. There were like five games. There, there were. Like, there Paladins, were. There was. Battleborn. Battleborn. Nobody even remembers Battleborn. Wait, wait. There was Paragon. Yeah. There was. There was. I feel like oh, there was Gigantic. Somewhere. There was Gigantic. I don't even remember Gigantic. Like all of these wow. great studios were like, oh, let's just let's just not like make a game. There's, let's just compete. Let's not make our own game. Let's there's compete. also Lawbreakers too, which is yeah. like oh, probably going to exactly. come out sometime like, next year. Like all these games that were so huge. And then what's the there's Quake there's the Quake one coming out there's like Quake yeah, with Tracer that's different Quake enough Champions yeah but they have like spells now in that game yeah yeah I mean they're it's like yeah, their yeah. competition I feel like just bit themselves in the butt well I mean like, oh, yeah you the, you could have instead of competing with them they just went outright and tried to copy, copy Overwatch 4, stuff. Dude. like I don't know that that's I guess <laughs> I was going with that like there yeah. was no it was such a unanimous decision I feel like the only game other than Overwatch that I've like actually enjoyed playing this year was Doom and I think that that one yeah. that one's something but that game was so good but again it came out like the exact same time so nobody really got it didn't get as much of a What's it called? Like a reception as it probably could have. Now, critics have loved Doom, though. Yeah, I mean, Doom, yeah, Doom's yeah. an excellent game. There's, there's no oh, question. Yeah, for it's sure. just I a just different... like it, I, The only reason why I remember playing it is because I think it came out during like one of the breaks in competitive yep. or something. Yep. I think that there was like a whatever. Or, or the breaks in the beta. There was it was season, during yeah like yeah, a season yeah. two week break or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so fantastic here. Like like Ben said, I don't think it was a surprise to anybody that, that it would win. No. Uh, it did win Eastward of the year though. That that was kind of surprising to me. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but given that's so so new and we don't even have the league announced and established yet, or at I mean, least the details. I, you know, you could you could you could make an argument there because uh, at Twitch, I look at numbers all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm obsessed with numbers, viewership numbers particularly, <laughs> yep. and. Almost every esport has actually either plateaued or has started to decline slightly in viewership on Twitch. Uh, obviously, I'm biased uh, towards this one metric, but um, 
if you if you're looking for purely from a growth perspective, you could make that argument. Uh, but obviously, there's a lot more to it than just growth. Like, it, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not the biggest esport yet. So I don't know. It's kind of a weird one, but you can a lot of hype. For it. Definitely a lot of hype. It's, it's, it depends on what the momentum. criteria was. If it was like they looked at the growth like percentages against like whatever, I don't know. There's definitely some categories where it, like it definitely had like highest improvement, right? Because it started at the bottom and then find its way to wherever it is. <laughs> Zero now. to nine, yeah, from nothing to <laughs> literally something. Literally infinity huge. growth this <laughs> yeah, year. That's right. So I don't know. Yeah. I find it, I find it weird that I actually got the esports of the year when you've only had the game out for like less than a year, and there's only right. been a handful of tournaments. I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm happy I got it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just I thought someone like Counter Strike yeah. or Dota Two, when you had the international, be such a great success. You had um, League of Legends, like the biggest viewership it's ever had, was like 14 or 16 million concurrent, like peak mm-hmm. concurrent. Like, I'm not saying Overwatch didn't deserve it, but like for being such a new game, it's hard for me to call it like the esport of the year so far when you have all these other great titles. Yeah, agree. I, was that one fan voting? I can't remember if it was it was by a panel or for if it was fan voting on that one. If it was fan voting, that makes a lot of sense. Even if it was fan voting, there's a lot more League of Legends esports fans, right? What's it called? That demographic is who vote. Yeah, I'm not sure actually if that was a a a popular vote or not. Um, But best multiplayer game, not surprised. Best game director, that's awesome. Game direction for you know Jeff and and crew because keep them out for Harambe. Yeah, Yeah, keep them out out for Harambe. Uh, good stuff all right uh, another bit of just general news is that uh korea there was an article about korea passing a bill to um to put overwatch hackers or people just that that hack you know video games in general in jail which is um for folks that might not realize why they know we're talking about this you know hacking in korea is a big issue right now you know, a lot of people, we, I think we've even touched on it maybe a couple weeks or a couple of the previous episodes. So, um, you know, this is just taking it to another level that the, you know, South Korean you know, government is going to, you know, step in. And if you are caught hacking a game, you're going to be put in jail for, I think, five years or 43,000 in fines is what it says. Um, so at least that's one way to fix the hacking. I don't know. See us hack, fix or putting hackers in jail here in the U S I don't know about you guys, but I didn't uh, realize it was hackers get sent to jail. I thought it was hack manufacturers. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. It's, 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 it's hacking programs. You're right. Hacking program, yeah. program makers and aim botters yeah. and what, you know, aim bot makers. And that stuff. would be insane. Yeah. Like, Oh, you hacked in overwatch. You're in jail for oh, five God. years. Oh my God. No, what's scary about that is you have to use like your social security number in Korea to even like That's play true. like princess league That's of legends. True. Like they can find you so easily. Yeah, I mean, but it also means things other than hacks, right? I mean, anything that is not allowed by the terms of service is quite a vague statement. Yeah, but it's true. It's how you make something, right? But there's there's a lot of people that make you know macros. I mean, they they make totally benign scripts or whatnot. I bet, and that's going to be illegal too. Like if you get caught doing that, you 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 fall into the same bucket. Send them all to jail. Do not. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, whatever. We're happy. Yeah. We're not sympathizers here. It's true. When I do run into hackers on the NA ladder, there's like, they're they're Korean, like 90% (laughs) of the time. Wow. You have no proof those are Korean characters. Those could be Chinese. Yeah, they could be Chinese. <laughs> you just assume. I thought oh, uh, we, we just talked about Overwatch being like this, this, this um, all-inclusive type of. Uh, I'm sorry. Game. I'm sorry. And now Look, we're talking it's about it's always Korean cheese, man. It's true. <laughs> Fired. I mean, uh, I could say something like that about Ragers in Europe, but 
I'm not gonna call them out, you know. Mm, okay, <laughs> no. never mind. I'm just gonna quit. While <laughs> we're behind. Anyways, uh, it's great to see South Korea, you know, being pro- proactive about it, and uh, you know, hopefully we can do. Maybe I don't see us doing something this extreme here, but it would be nice to to definitely crack down on these these uh, aimbotter and hacking program makers over here in NA too. All right, esports news. Okay, so um, I thought the big news coming into the show uh, before yesterday was going to be, oh, Misfits disbanded. What the heck, right? After DreamHack and whatnot, and that was going to be a big deal. Uh, But then we hear about this huge three-team trade between Rogue, Misfits, and Luminosity yesterday. And then, okay, a lot of stuff started making sense after that because, you know, of course, a team that just won DreamHack and didn't really hear that much about about um, a lot of clashing or whatnot going on. You know, broke up. But the reason is is that there was just you know, obviously a, um, a uh, just a organized three team trade, which is difficult to pull off. I mean, it's difficult to pull off in any sport, but this one seemed to go fairly smoothly and make sense for all three teams. So, okay, um, I can't go too in depth about it, but. I have confirmation of what I can and can't say. Okay. Right. Um, this was not like a setup like, yeah, let's just do a three-team switch. Let's just, let's just go oh, for okay. it kind of thing. Okay. There was definitely some problems in some teams. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. there was definitely reasoning for some of the players leaving some of these teams. It just happened to work out best for everyone if they swap teams like this. Um, for instance, like I can point out one person in particular, like Tavik. Like, I know he had tons of offers. Like While I was still in Rogue, he yep. had tons of offers for so many top teams. I, I was told by him I can't actually say the names. But he decided, and this this is what gives me a lot of faith in Misfits, that he did not want to go to those teams. He wanted to make his own Swedish team. So right. for me, that's like him really being bold and cocky, saying that he knows the team he can create will be better than the team he could join. Well, wow, okay. I will also say things that I will. All right, I will also say things. Oh, but um, my I was gonna say I've heard some very I've heard rumors about the uh, some of the money figures in some of these teams. And it's like European Overwatch is where to be right now if the numbers are like good. But I want to say that it was this whole thing was kind of awkward to me because like you could tell which teams wanted the deals and which ones didn't based on like their Twitter responses. (laughs) Like if you look at, I mean, like whatever, maybe people are going to get mad that I say this, but if you look at the rogue Twitter, it's like a going away party for Tavik and Reinforce, not like a welcome to the team for Soon and Skipjack. And I find that really awkward. Well, so like you could tell kind of that. Like, I, see, I see what you mean, though. Yeah. If I was going to like, if I was going to imply anything from that, it would be that Tavik and Reinforce or Tavik obviously wanted to leave Rogue. And then that was like, I feel like that started this whole circle here. Well, and also, Tivik was like the captain. Like he was the main guy for the team in terms of like, the Publicity contracts and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see, the contracts, like he was the guy that pretty much controlled the team. Like he had like the final say and stuff, like mm-hmm. with the organization and with the team. So like they lost like someone who was really, I think, dear to them. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't say I'm not saying like Tivik was like a giant asshole and like I'm the last guy I get to say whatever, but he he actually respected the organization a lot, I respect his team a lot, and it's a big loss for Rogue to have someone like that who's so dedicated on performing and making sure that his team like performs well. Well, let's talk and, about and, the specifics, actually, before we yeah, keep yeah, going, because we didn't get a chance there. All right, so, <laughs> yeah. like, the the trade was basically to Vic and Reinforce go from Team Rogue to Misfits, uh, swapping with Soon and Skipjack. So it's just, like, a two just a two-swap there. Uh, Crew and Hidan go to um, uh, Luminosity. And then 
Zave and Manison's goes to Misfits. That's yeah. That that there's obviously additions to some of these teams too. In in you know um, yeah. with this trade, it's not just purely you know just swapping players. So um, what you end up with is a rogue team that's um, mostly French. I think five out of the six are French players. Yeah. And then Misfits is completely a Swedish team now. Uh, and then Luminosity is just a hodgepodge of, of all kinds of uh, players from different regions. Um, and the way it was spun, it was that it was, you know, had a lot to do with just, you know, trying to consolidate regions and have folks from common backgrounds together and, uh, you know, communication wise or whatnot, just, just, you know, making everything efficient, you know, from that standpoint, um, obviously a little bit underneath things there were some personality clashes going on too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Okay, we can continue now. I just wanted to make sure we get that get that through there. Then, I mean, I feel like the best way to go about it is talk about the current teams now and like a strength yeah, yeah. that we they could have. Because looking at Misfits, like just to start things off, God okay. damn, that's a scary team. Zephasai, <laughs> no Nevix, and Tavik, who could all flex so well. That is, I mean, part of the language, fucking scary. <laughs> like we saw Zebasai Dreamhack, like his Widowmaker was it's really questionable at one point in the very beginning, but once he got going, it was insane. Nevix, you know, flexing from support to, to DPS, playing one of, or like, was he rank one at some point in season two or one it was? Mm -hmm. um, and then Tavik, he literally can play anything. Like, this is a ridiculously scary team. Yeah, I, I was posting a little bit about this on Reddit. Uh, just just thinking about a DPS combo, like the core DPS combo of potentially Tavik and Nevix, who can both play any character. You, you can't call the Neither of them are hit scan or projectile they could both do both you know we saw nevix play a fair amount of genji in the past for for misfits uh, prior roster but you know that's something that tvik has unlock so it's really uh, hard to know like who's going to fit into what roles in fact i think we're just going to see this team very well, dynamically swap around well, to approach each individual match each individual map each individual opponent yeah, I mean, I think you're right about that. I think they're flexible enough to adapt to any kind, like majority of the metas that probably have have uh, taken place in the last you know few months or whatnot. Flame, you could probably probably um, confirm or deny that. But one thing I did hear from Tavik was that Nevix is not going to be playing DPS. Actually, he's going to be yeah. playing support. Yeah, yeah, that was what I was about to mention. Yeah, Someone a, told me on Reddit that yeah. Nevix is switching to a support role. So that's that's crazy. Like, look at Envious with Harry Hook. Yeah, like, Soldier right. becomes really meta, and then look at him playing DPS with Soldier. But yeah, people are saying Nevix is going to be support and Manitins will be on DPS as, as primarily hit scan. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately you're just going to see this team flex around a lot. Like, so many, they can all play basically everything. Uh, I feel like Reinforce is the only person on this team. Uh, maybe Reinforce and Zave are the only people on this Thanks. team that really have super solidified roles. Everyone else can flex. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, Flame, what do you think? Um, I mean, I guess I'm, I mean everything you said is true, right? But I think on the whole, it's going to be interesting to see if anyone switches after this. Like, I don't think that this is the end. I would say like Misfits is probably solidified, but I'm actually curious as to whether or not Rogue or LG makes any more changes. Like, um, whether or not this was solely for like contract buyout purposes. Like, if they were like trying to save money by like pulling each other out of different contracts on both teams as opposed to like forcing buyouts and then whether or not they plan on keeping the rosters that they have now or whether or not they'll work from an internal standpoint. Uh, like, okay. As far yeah, as teams, like, because I don't think every team 
I can't imagine that all three teams were for this, you know? So I wonder if there's any players left that are like, how, like, why am I being traded? I don't want to be traded here. And then, you know, like, I don't know how that's going to work. Because if you're going to LG, you're going straight to NA. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> LG so, seemed to be the place where everybody got <laughs> got put. Yeah, and Rogue's on their yeah. way to Vegas. And, like, if you were on the old Misfits, you were never planning on coming to NA or it wasn't in your foreseeable future. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm curious about what that's going to lead to down the road. And also, if you're the orgs, like, obviously you want your players to be happy, but if you're Misfits, like, you want Overwatch Open, you want DreamHack. If you're if you're a Rogue ownership, yeah. you want APAC, you won Gamescom, you want, or you did really well at um at Apex. Like, you don't want to lose your teams that were performing so well and that everyone kind of, you know, affiliated the players with your organization. And then now that all switches. Yeah. yeah. Any, semblance of, any semblance of... What's the word? Because this keeps happening to people are like putting out power rankings all the time. And I'm like, first of all, the meta changed. So your power rankings <laughs> are right. worthless. And That's then now right. the rosters are swapping. So your power rankings are even more worthless. So yeah. everything kind of gets reset. If I'm envy right now, I'm like, yeah, number one. Exactly. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like all of our competition just. Well, shuffled. they so were, little, they were in a shakeup not too long ago. It's just their shakeup worked out great for them. So it's yeah. not, it's only been like a couple of weeks now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Misfits, Rogue, I mean, they all have really good rosters now. Like the, that Rogue team is actually really good. Skipjack yeah. is a huge. Well, let's take a look player. at the Rogue team here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rogue. Yeah. Rogue Soon is could a be just as scary yeah. as Misfits. I mean, th- this team is insane. Like we, we were shouting Soon's praises last week for like 10 minutes straight just like this guy's tracer is insane uh but akm we've seen him play incredibly well with hitscan and then recently he's been playing really well with the pharah with pharah i I was gonna say the pharahs of the world but with pharah uh not so much genji so they have a great uh core dps background skipjack of course we've known him as one of the top Mm -hmm. reinhardts in europe for a long time Nox, a very adept lucio I would say Unko is like in the running for one of the best uh, Anas in the West, period. Uh, so like this Rogue squad is almost equally as stacked. Yeah. Uh, so I ran I ran into them in ranks like today. Mm, they were six rank two and yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> they canceled scrims on them and they got. I hope you were. Uh, I hope you were streaming this, Jason. I was actually. <laughs> oh, you were um, at Twitch.tv slash Jason Kaplan, um, and. <laughs> First of all, we took first point of sky on them, so I'll take that. I'll take credit for that. I, I charged Skipjack more times than he charged me. Oh, no, wow. Actually, Soon was playing the Genji, and AKM was playing Tracer when they when they ran it. And then they obviously did switch later on. But yeah, to see Soon, like, who's renowned for being a Tracer player and doing so well at DreamHack, to be playing the Genji now uh, is going to be interesting. I feel bad for Skipjack, though. Like... Not in terms of like him joining a top team, Damn but French of him joining a team that all speaks French. <laughs> like when I, when I, when I, no, no, because when I would see like when I saw Rogue in China and and saw Rogue, uh, you know, here, most of the time it was just French. Like they would speak English when they played, but like outside of game, there was just French, French, French. And if you're the outsider of your team coming into that, it's just like, well, I don't understand anything you guys are saying, so I can't contribute anything to this conversation. It's going to be That's tough. True. Uh, and hopefully, like he's the team does facilitate guy, that transition. Apparently, hey, apparently, he's, he's uh, taking lessons. Oh yeah, he is taking part. lessons. That's right. I saw that in the article. That's right. I don't, yeah. I don't know that there is a more stand-up guy in Overwatch right now. After watching his like video or whatever, and I, I ran into him at BlizzCon too, but he just seems like one of like he's just like a nice person. Like you know, you like want to walk up to him and just be like, hey, because he's just such a nice person. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But no, it's not just you. It's, <laughs> it's true. He is. 
Yeah, he has like very kind eyes. Yeah, he just looks like someone that you want to know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm excited. But again, that's that was kind of what I was hinting at before. It's like, is this going to work out? Are they going to want to keep these rosters? Is it only some of these teams that want to I mean, swaps? also, no offense to Skipjack, but it would be pretty cool if like they built an entirely French roster, too. I yeah. can't think of... I mean, we're... No, no French tank main is popping into my head. Troma. Troma? Troma. You guys probably never heard of him. Yeah, but he's a Reinhardt only player. He's really? pretty good, but okay. no, he probably wouldn't be joining. Yeah, I, mean, I just... know... Um, G- no, yeah, GMX from Counter Strike was previously playing on a team. Then he got like kicked off recently. The guy who was match fixing in Counter Strike. Um, you've got oh, <laughs> uh, who's the other? There's a Starcraft player. There's a really well-known Starcraft French Starcraft player that that's been playing on a couple teams as well. Stefano. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be man. fucking epic. I would, I would die like for that. that. I would die for that. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would like that a lot. <laughs> but they're going. Uh, to, but they're going to Korea, so they have to play at least another tournament. Like they're stuck for at least two weeks, regardless, right? So yeah. that's kind of cool or good, I guess. But we'll see what. Happens. Little Bo, thank you, Little Bo. Oh, yeah, oh Little Bo is playing. Yeah, he's been playing a Holy lot. Holy shit! I like mean, I, I I heard he was, but I didn't realize he was so good. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, Sivik had his name on the tip of his tongue, so maybe he knows something we don't. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, why don't we talk about Luminosity? we got to give all three a little bit of love here, of course. Um, so, yeah, here's the roster for Luminosity. What do you guys think? Lots of new players, man. This this roster's almost been completely made over. I haven't I don't seen much I... of them. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, we, we really haven't heard much from LG recently. Uh, when this team was first founded after the old LG roster switched to LG. They picked up a European team that was, at the time, doing very well, taking maps, if not series, off some of the best teams in Europe and the world. Uh, since then, we really haven't seen much from this LG squad. Uh, that was, you know, Icefelt and Mineral are the two that are sticking from the old LG. Uh, but, okay, of course, Hidon and Crew join. And then we've got two players that I don't know much about at all. Uh, Spree and Super Plot. Super Plot yeah, was the most uh, recent ad before the trade. Act, so, mm, so I don't know. This one's a big question mark for me. But I will say, if anything, uh, it's good to see a shakeup because they were clearly performing under where they had in the past. So, yeah. uh, good to see them trying new things. And we have seen a lot of Hidan and Crew in the past. We know that they're very, very talented players. Um, I would imagine that. I'm guessing we're going to see Crew settle into some sort of DPS role. Um, you know, Ice felt really known for his DPS, uh, excuse me, his hit scan, uh, primarily Tracer and McCree. Uh, so I'd imagine, you know, we've seen Crew play fair in the past. So I'd imagine we World see Cup, him he was settle playing. into yeah. World Cup, he was uh, playing some DPS. kind of, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine we see him play some kind of uh, projectile DPS. I just want to point out Heaton plays on the most ridiculous resolution I've ever seen in my life. Him and, and uh, Cabal play on like, Black bars that are more than like fifty percent oh. of the screen. Really? They do the just the, the four by three. It's like what? black bar on top. It's like wow. Like on top? It's like this much black here, what? like this much black here, and then there's just like this little screen. It it hurts my eyes. Um, but no, I I think Crew would definitely be playing probably DPS in that one, if not flex again. His Zarya is like re- is really good. I don't know, like you can't ever count mm-hmm. him out of being like a main Zarya player for the team. Except with Zarya not really being played as much anymore. Right. Um, I think Icefelt's still really good. But like also, whatever happened to Artier? Because I think when I see Icefelt, I think of Artier. And yeah. he still hasn't right. joined the team yet. Yeah. Still teamless. There's a lot of people just like hiding, you know? Like yeah. waiting. 
don't know what they're waiting for. I know. Hopefully, they don't wait there. too long. Because yeah, they're, they're waiting. Be I don't know what they're waiting for, but yeah. one day they'll come so back. So, you, you think any of this takes into account just the fact that there's going to be, obviously, World Cup uh, events, too? And, hell, you might as well combine the teams as well as try to make a national team out of this. Uh, well, and, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird because they're all moving to NA anyway. Yeah, so. well, okay. That's a good point, too. But, you know, oh, they're playing together. They're playing together. Who, who knows? Maybe they're maybe the players and the owners are trying to think, like, ultra long-term here. Like, let's say the OW League really kicks off, and then we all of a sudden we have a Paris team, and we have a Stockholm team, and maybe, maybe that's where we're going. Like, yeah. That would be amazing um, in that, in that <laughs> they're vision, all just 2018, in 2019, or whatever, uh, when, when there are actual city teams in those types of locations. That's a pretty sick vision. I like that. I mean, I really hate being in EU right now because of all this. Like doing tournaments, they're gonna be like all in A, so I can't really custom. Is any of that like really confirmed? I don't know. Well, I mean, with all the best teams like trying to move to NA and all the teams ideally yeah. wanting to go to NA, it's like. But who's being a European? I don't know team. who's like actually going. If who has like a solid date? I, I don't know. I think it's the I don't first season's gonna really be NA only, only, right? The only I mean, that's that what they have here yet, said. or that I can think of is. What's it called? Not Rogue Misfits, Misfits and yeah. um, NIP. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Nip. Nip's not here. I mean, as far as like the top top teams, I mean, I'm sure there are other European teams. I'm not bad mouthing anybody, but as far as like the top, like the main powerhouses of Europe right now, those two aren't here yet. But I would expect them to be. There you go. January full time. Rogue goes. Heard it from Frank. Oh, we got uh, the owner of Rogue in chat. Nice. And we've also up, got Frank? to Vic in chat. Of course, the Vic's here. <laughs> Good Shout job, out to everybody who shows up for the live show. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, definitely going to be interesting to see. And it, it, generally, it feels like it's something good for all three teams. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I think uh, it's going to be pretty exciting to see these teams uh, playing in the near future. And speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of playing soon, uh, it sounds like Misfits and Rogue are going to be in Korea, <laughs> which, Jason, you're going to be. Oh, uh, right? uh, yeah. Don't, don't touch- that's disgusting. That is. I'm so glad that <laughs> like you cut off part of his webcam. Wait, hold on. Let me let me go higher. Uh, a little bit higher. Yeah, much higher. I, I mean, cam is all fun. No. <laughs> um, no. Let's talk about I am Korean. No. Uh, so actually, uh, since I ran into to Rogue earlier, I actually told them I'm purposely going to give them a bad seed coming into the tournament. Oh god! So they get kicked out first. Uh, Good first thing game it's not your job to seed the teams. <laughs> or is it? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually can't wait to see them play. Like, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them both to make it through. Like the first Korean team that they have to play, most likely. Uh, I'm not confirming or denying any <laughs> of the seeding of this. Right. But I don't know. It's like that's the toughest challenge I think you can give any of these teams, other than playing against Envious, like right off the bat, to see how well they're gonna play together. And like with having like an old Swedish team and then having practically an all French team with Skip Jack even learning French, like. These are big opportunities for them to really kind of give a name to their team now. So wait, first, let's take a bit, step okay, back. Let's ahead, talk about the teams. The six. Yeah, let's talk about the yeah, teams. Okay. Well, about? well, first off, just to sum up, just for those of you that don't know, the tournament is for a hundred thousand prizes pool, and it's the in same Korea. in Korea and same weekend as MLG. So we'll talk about MLG again in, in, a, in a few minutes. But um, first off, how do you pronounce the the city? Gyeonggi. Gyeonggi. 
Okay. I mean, there's a Korean way to say it. That's probably. I mean, I I just been calling I am Korean because I can't pronounce that. But Jason, you're going to be casted. So how do you pronounce that, dude? Well, that's that's not been announced, confirmed at all. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, You work. Yeah, 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 I'll be casted. I don't know how to say it. You work for yourself, and you're not doing MLG. So, I have no idea how to say it. No, I have to learn. I mean, we had Mr. X saying Young Shipping, saying it as like Joe Kipping while we were there. She <laughs> just didn't I didn't care to say. Oh, um, no, I have no idea. I'll learn, obviously. So we'll call it Genji. I like this guy's idea. <laughs> I am Genji. Yeah. Uh, uh, but AF, I mean, AF Blue, Lunatic High, Kongdu, uh, Kongdu yeah. Panthera, LW Red, going to see them on land, going to see Pine again. I know Mitch is going to have a giant awesome Kragas over dude, him. The original Miro. The original, Mi- <laughs> the original Miro. <laughs> Misfits Rogue. Like, it's, it's going to be insane. Like, that's going to be probably some of the best. I like to say some of the, or yeah, it's some of the best Overwatch action you can see like all year long, uh, like paired with MLG, all the NA teams paired with Apex. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think the the take home for Overwatch fans is stock up on Gatorade, uh, Pop-Tarts, <laughs> uh, snacks. You're not going to be leaving your house this weekend. That's true. Not this one, the next weekend. With both MLG and I am Gyeonggi, both for 100K, we're going to see Rogue and Misfits playing for the first time with their new roster. We're going to once again see how EU shakes up against Korea. We're going to see how NA shakes up against one another. So many good storylines going into this weekend. It's basically an extravaganza of Overwatch. And basically every caster who's ever casted anything <laughs> except for me except will be casting. Hey, to be oh, fair, man. to be fair, we, I, I can tell you, we, we personally had you on the list as being one of the I know. We, I know. <laughs> we totally had you on the list as being one Damn. of those people to come on and cast it. Damn, man. And, and uh, people who've never casted before are getting a chance to cast. <laughs> oh, man. What does that say about your casting? Uh, hey. Oh, ouch. I'm making no ouch. judgments. I'm just, just depressed. That's all. <laughs> yeah, so apparently both... We're going to go into MLG in a second here, obviously, but uh, apparently both Flames events... Like, are, I want my yeah, exactly, my exactly. We're going to get the Flames moment in a second here. I want to keep going about how hyped I was for Gunky. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, keep going. Yeah. I like the fact that... All right, first of all, I didn't like the finals of Apex. Like, congrats. Did we you talk about that? Did we talk the about the that last show? No, no, out. we're about to talk about it. We're about to talk okay, about it. Okay, but like, congrats to Andy, whatever. But, um, <laughs> Spoiler. Who was it? It was AFB. Not being a Gungi, I think, is so good. <laughs> Like I'm actually really glad that they put in LW Red and KDP because mm. I was if they had AFB in there I would have been so sad. AFB like, is there? No. I've, AF Blue. AFB is there, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah. AFB is at Youngie. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> That's like the first team listed, listed, dude. They were the ones that just lost to Envy, right? Yeah. 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 So I predict like a last place finish for them because I'm so what? hyped for. Yo, yes. Panth- yes. Panthera. No, like I heard Panthera is better than Ancia, and I've and Ancia is really. We're good. like arguing about the last place finishers. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, I don't Jeez. know. Who, I don't actually know if LW Red is good because they haven't. They didn't qualify for Apex, I think, and I don't know if they qualify for Apex either. But they had some issues. But that team is hype anyway because they have Pine and Awesome Guy. Hmm. So regardless, you're going to see some good Overwatch, and I guess um, even if. I mean, I don't find Korea super, super powerful. Anyway, like Luxury wa- or Lunatic High is really good. And AFB is good-ish sometimes. They didn't do well in the finals. But point being, I'm more excited to see like the new Misfits and the new Rogue versus well, all these teams that also haven't really had a shot to show up at tournaments like LW Red and 
KDP. Like, I don't know. I'm let's, actually really excited to watch. I don't think I'll be able to watch. So I'll be at MLG, but let's that'd be hope. a good day to like take some energy drinks forever. Let's, yeah, know, so. definitely. There's very little overlap, so we will be watching like yeah. 16 hours of, of Overwatch. But let's hope that Rogue and Misses are in different brackets, please. Like, so they're not playing each other in the semifinals or anything like that. I, I'm really excited to see Luxury Watch Red for the most part. Just just not, I mean, because obviously we know the players, right? But the fact that they didn't qualify to Apex when we saw them as being like this giant super team all of a sudden, right. like being an amazing, like one of the best Korean teams and now finally get a chance to like prove themselves a little bit more. That, that's going to be also really cool to see. And even oh. Tvix saying that Panthera is better yeah. than Incia. Or isn't better than Incia. I'm about to read Tvix's statement here. Panthera <laughs> isn't better than Incia. I didn't think so. LW but someone Red argued is like, debatable better than LW Blue, but the qualifiers to get into Apex were on 60 Hertz monitors. So. Uh, no, I thought Incia was better, but someone had like a really long argument with me the other day about how much pen, better Panthera was. But again, I thought KDU was good. It'll be interesting. I mean, to see even, he's even saying that Pan, uh, Panther choked hard during like the groups, like compared to scrims. So maybe Panther actually is still really strong. Just maybe didn't... they have a better Roadhog and a better Diva. Mm? Mm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we were just talking about Lunatic High being really good. They didn't look that good, like since the meta's changed. So um, I don't know. Well, and they're just slow to adapt. I think yeah. that you just gotta give it some time. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah, it's gonna be an epic event, obviously. Uh, and then why don't we just move into MLG and some big news from mlg vegas which is flame will be working his first analyst desk uh for you know competitive just any big overwatch event so congratulations man excited i'm a little intimidated but yeah i'm excited like excited's there but it's also like hidden underneath a little bit of fear and intimidation and like nerves i guess i'm definitely pumped though everybody remembers their first event right jason you remember your first event sadly yes what was it? What, what was, was your it? first event? Gamescom 2012. And I remember having this big fuck up moment there, where, <laughs> yeah, where Joe Miller was talking about Gambit Gaming for like five minutes straight. Then he hands off to me to talk about him. And I say, yep. And then he starts talking again because I had no idea what to say. I was not prepared for my first event, but Flame will do better than I did. I guarantee <laughs> Yup. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So just, uh, the, I guess the talent, they announced the talent. So um, it's going to be Huck, Doa. Monty, Mr. X, uh, Chris Puckett, Flame, of course, Golden Boy, Rachel, Stir, and ZP. So a pretty pretty stacked lineup that's going to be in Vegas. It's going to be amazing there. And is Korea going to be, <laughs> be before MLG every day? I think so, right? Yeah, Korea will be before uh, MLG every day, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah. wake up at like 4 in the morning and then get your fix of, of Korean uh, Overwatch and then carry it over until probably 8 or 9 uh, over in the West Coast or in NA over here. And finish I hope off they host day. each other. And like, That's they they should. I, I bet they do, yeah. You know, somebody needs to just throw like a European tournament for the other European teams just so we can get 24 hours of tournaments. Oh, God. Host no, each other just continuously. That's called oversaturation. Children die. <laughs> oversaturation. I want to get. I want to get Flames' opinion on this. Who's the dark horse of the tournament? Okay. All right. All right. Let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I would say we already no, talked. Didn't we talk about this last week? But yeah, go ahead and. I mean, so like, Ryan is the again. obvious answer, right? Because they come in fresh, and like that team is just a bunch of I don't want to say pubbers, but they came in from the ladder, most of them, and this is their first competitive game. But I've talked to them, and they are so confident in themselves that it's. I want to see how they perform. I mean, like, NRG should be better now, but that's another question mark. 
I mean, if you want like dark horses, I mean, those two are on one side of the bracket. And on the other side, I wouldn't really call anyone else a dark horse because I feel like the potential to win is there for at least like five or six teams. But I think that the games are going to be really, really even, which is why it's going to be exciting. Do I don't you think, think Liquid has a chance? Weren't you so picking complexity? Liquid has a chance. Weren't you Liquid's, Liquid's, Liquid's been super quiet. Like, they have they've not been really quiet, but well. like a lot of teams have had, it takes teams so long sometimes to figure out what they're doing. Like, Liquid doesn't have a play style. Liquid just kind of like adapts on the go every single game. They don't, you know, like when you go up against, like I'll take like the Koreans, for example, when you went up against like AFB, you knew that Arhan was going to be on Genji every single game or like yeah. FaZe, you know, Arhan's or uh, Shadowburn's going to be playing Genji and like Tavik or not Tavik, Too Easy would be on McCree. And then you kind of expected that, but you never, I feel like Liquid never really did that. So they kind of play this play style where they play into other people's play styles to try to beat them that way. I don't think that they, I don't know. Getting out of the groups is so hard for some of these teams. Like the groups are like stacked on both sides and it's, it's such a close call because even Cloud Nine's having trouble doing well right now. I mean, it's only been a couple weeks uh, as a team and since the patch. So anything can change, but I don't know. I don't know who comes out of that bracket, to be honest with you. I was thinking about Cloud Nine actually, because like the new reformed team, like, like on, paper, on paper, on paper they should Faze be good. Well, yeah, I mean. I'm scared of Shadowburn actually because we know his Genji is really good, yeah. but I know he's practiced his soldier a ridiculous amount of hours as well. Soldier for them, so it's like he's not even playing soldier. No, it's Zoms and oh, Shadowburn's right, right, like right. on like the yeah. weird off diva role ish. I don't know. They have to figure out what they're doing. I think that you can still run Genji, but you have to play around it so much that they have to literally say screw the meta and just nano boost the dragon blade every single mm-hmm. fight. But that's, I mean, like it depends on which teams decide to play their own game and then which teams decide to try to force the meta on themselves. Because like, again, I don't think this is a meta for C9 because I don't think anyone thinks of Sh- Shurfor and Mendo as the Roadhog and Diva players, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of, that tournament's in a weird spot where I don't really know who's going to come out. But I, I would expect Rise to come out because of how they they view the game very differently than a lot of the teams, I think. So I think we I think we ended the conversation last time. Is NVS going to win? I hope not. I was I was thinking they weren't, but man, they they looked. I mean, they, they should, looked pretty right? damn By good. Accounts, yeah, like they like, should. When you just based if off you the have to choose a team, like match. maybe you choose Envious, but I really think like Phase, Cloud Nine, Fnatic could all just get in there. And you're talking about complexity. You're talking about Rise Nation. Also, maybe going to turn some heads. Basically every team here, six out of the top eight, I think, are like in contention. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Complexity as well. Like they actually legitimately practice somber for a while. So they're like showing willing to try the new hero. Will anyone else? Is anyone else going to play anything other than the standard three tank comps that we saw at DreamHack? Like I think with Sombra's Fnatic and stuff. I think May is making an appearance. I hope that by the end of the tournament, tanks are out of the meta. Because what happened at what was it? Was it? E-League, where like the teams came in with a set, no, 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 it was E-League, where teams came in with like a straight, it was the three tank nip comp, everyone was like, oh, this stuff's overpowered, I hate this, and then suddenly you saw Misfits come out with like the Reaper Maze Aria, and then towards the end it was like Reaper Maze Aria against like McCree, Farah, something else. I kind of hope that that happens. Um, I think that that'll be the tournament where that happens, since there's not much else of like big magnitude, except for the winner premier qualifiers. But um, well, it, I'm hoping someone finds out the counter by the time we get there, and then by the end of the yeah. tournament, people are countering their counter. Who knows? There could be a patch. 
before then. It might get smashed. Oh my god! It's a Metro makes an appearance that weekend. The Metro does happen. I hope it's like today. Because it's getting yeah. close, right? So, that would yeah. be awesome. I would, I would love Holy that. Holy crap! That would be that would shake things up big time. Um, if it's the no, same, if it were, if it stays the same three tank thing, I, I think MBS and Fnatic like easily favorites for this tournament. But, yeah, they. Ha- I mean, MBS has it down to like a science. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they look so tight, like uh, in the finals, which we'll talk about in a second. That uh, these other teams probably still trying to figure things out aren't going to beat them. You have to like become a diva player and like become like become one with the hog like there's only a few players that have like become one with roadhog it's like car blue himsey what's his name Ever, ever evermore, Dude, evermore. Time, 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 time has definitely become one with roadhog i can't believe you like, didn't say time first i mean hard blue yeah, obviously is amazing well, like, I, you but... don't think time when you think roadhog no, you, you do now. What do you think of what do you think of him now, then? Like you nowadays, think McCree, or you think Widowmaker? I know, but he hasn't played Widowmaker. Even if Tivik became like one of the best yeah. Roadhogs next week, like you wouldn't think like oh, Tivik the Roadhog. You know, that's like, true. True. Thing. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we move on? And um, actually, no, we had to talk about MGA. So MGA is happening this weekend. And Ben, you want to talk about MGA a little bit? Yeah. Um, we we're talking about all these events next weekend because they're a little bit bigger prize pool, a little bit more teams, but we've actually got a medium tier event this weekend. It's the MGA tournament. It's going to be run by Gfinity uh, based out of London. Uh, it's at the Gfinity arena, which is their physical location that they, they own out there. So if you're based out of uh, the UK, you can de- definitely head on over and visit this weekend. And it's including four teams, Fnatic, Rise Nation, NIP, and Kongdu Panthera. So a lot of the teams that we're going to see in the next couple of weeks, or actually next week after that, um, except for NIP. NIP is not going to have any representation, but it's for $75,000. Casters are going to be uh, first-time appearance for Sideshow, which is pretty cool. Um, if you're from the TF2 scene, you definitely know this guy as one of the big personalities uh, who will, I think this is his first major casting gig, uh, commentating alongside Uber, and then you got ZP and Hexagrams, and Zoe will be hosting the desk. Um, so it should be a fun, entertaining broadcast uh, all weekend long. Uh, you can find all the info on Liquipedia. That's that's where I go for everything. By the way, if you <laughs> yeah, haven't checked that's out, what we've Liquipedia been looking at yet, the whole time. <laughs> so. uh, you definitely should. Uh, it's got all the info. Pretty easy. Sideshow man. Yeah, the I'm sure you're excited. The playing. legend of sideshow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's going to be a really good casting duo. I think people are going to be surprised, actually. Uh, he hasn't casted this game yet, but he has one of those like personalities that you can never hate, even when he's on your nerves. So he's like, he has like a very good fun. Presence. He has like a very good aura about him. Okay, that's good. That's always a good I'm attribute to have as a as a caster. Uh, I can't I, wait to see uh, NIP and Fnatic play against Korean team. Yeah, me too. Well, potentially NIP if they beat Resonation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really wanted NIP to go to Korea. Like, I am Korea for, to actually just see how they play against the teams. But, I mean, this is still going to be nice to see them up against Panthera. I mean, I'm excited to see Panthera, too, because I don't really know how good they are, I guess. Because they, they weren't in the... Or they didn't have, like, a good showing at Apex. Mm-hmm. And then the meta changed, and it's been a little while. So yeah. I'm also excited for Rise, because this is, like, their first event, I think. I in a while. this is their first event. No, yeah. I think this is, like, their first live thing. Oh, live thing. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah, they're very, they're a young team. 
play another one? I, I thought they played another land. Rise was at they were at, 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 at OW Open, OG, right? Yeah, they were at, were they? at Gamescon. Oh, God, I can't remember. Yeah, they were. They, were they, they, they had a good showing. They had a good showing at one of the land events. I, I, no, they, I don't really see them as playing in any. No. Maybe, 66, Carbon maybe Masters, they... Alienware, Carbon Masters, Dreamhack. Let me see. Qualifiers, Dude. Alienware, MGA qualifiers, Ghost of Weekly. Yeah, I, I mean, think the they that... barely didn't qualify for OW Open, I think. Maybe. They lost to that team with XC, right? No, that that's the tournament they beat Complexity, right? And yeah, that they surprised beat everybody. That's what you're thinking right. of. Yeah, they yeah, beat yeah, them, yeah. And then, but then they still wound up, they had to do it again, right? It was, or something yeah. happened? Yeah, then they had to go, they win, yeah, win, win the loser's bracket. It was then, Method, yeah. yeah, it was Method. Yeah. It was with like X-Retzi and all of them. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, um, that'll be exciting for them to yeah get a chance to play on their first LAN. Yeah, they're, I wonder yeah, if they're, they're gonna get nerves. <laughs> like landers, like even I know Envious had it um, at the Overwatch Atlantic or Atlantic Showdown. Um, that's why they performed not too well. It's gonna be tough. I mean, I don't know how big the crowd's necessarily gonna be, but still to be like on a stage to be physically next to the person that you're playing with is gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's definitely a lot different. But I like it. I like how we then you lead it off with it's a. It's a mid-tier event. It's like seventy-five thousand dollars. So oh, it's I, only I guess four the, teams, though. Yeah, it's only four teams. If it's like, a lot of money like for four teams. This hacking my head going together. I don't know why. Just because like the size, it's like yeah, smaller. Same price pool. Yeah. I mean, the payout's so, probably better per team here. It is actually. It's crazy. K. Exactly. Um, I mean, at least the you know the fourth and third place team get quite a bit. Um, yeah. So yeah. great opportunity for them. I think Nip too. I, I, I wish Nip would get more opportunities to. Uh, to show, you know, what they can do against the top teams, because uh, you know they're the ones that came up with a three tank originally. You know, and they're the ones that are still like yeah. I think the best team, one of this the best is teams their ever patch. Running. Exactly. Yeah, they were made for this patch. <laughs> they're made for this patch, and they haven't got a chance to 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 make it to a lot of these tournaments. Or yeah, it sucks them. for it them sucks. that they're not. Yeah. they're not in either of the tournaments next weekend. But at least they're playing this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, why don't we uh, quick before we actually go into um, event results, I'll give a quick shout out to folks listening to the, the show on iTunes or just podcast in general. Um, if you do want to help out the show and you do listen to it on iTunes, uh, one thing you can do is leave an awesome rating for us because uh, it helps with the SEO for when folks are looking for Overwatch podcast. They can find it much easier on iTunes. Uh, and all you do, just go leave a five star review, leave a quick message, and that that. You know that accomplishes it. So, if you can, that, that accomplishes it. So, if you can, that would be awesome. And um, moving on, let's talk about event results. So, Apex, uh, the finals for Apex was, um, I guess, to be expected. I mean, we all thought the semifinals, at least, were was going to be uh, basically determine who who would win between Envious and and uh, uh, Rogue. But, um, anyways. Andy ended up beating Africa Blue 4-0, and I don't know. I mean, anything interesting to really talk about? I, I mean, definitely on the first map, Arhan, I mean, uh, Africa Blue tried something different. You know, they tried running Arhan on, like, Zarya, I believe it was, just to start things off, and that, you know, then they quickly switched back to what they were, were typically known for with um, Arhan and Genji or whatnot. So, I don't know. Anything really stick out for you guys in the series? I mean, we've been harping on it quite a bit throughout the show today. Uh, Africa Blue just did not play this current meta. They yeah. were still sticking with McCree. They were yep. still th sticking with Zarya. They just did not adapt to the prevalence of Divas and Roadhogs and Reinhardts on almost every single team. 
uh, and soldier on almost every single team. They they didn't like they barely picked uh, any of these heroes. Uh, they they were playing basically like I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but they were playing two three week old beta, which was just not cutting it. Against Damn them! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It, that's how fast this game evolves. It, it really <laughs> is, and, and it shows too. I mean, they were. I don't know. Most of the time when I was watching, I just felt like Arhan, not whether it's his fault or not, I just felt like was on a different page than than the rest of the team. And whether he was trying to push tempo a little bit more than the rest of the team or, or whatnot, it's just it just wasn't in sync. And and unfortunately, I felt like they're just you know they're just getting rolled over in most of the maps. I think the second map was close, right? There was one. Was it um, it was Volskaya that was close, I believe, kind of close. Volskaya had like a glimmer of hope. Yeah, I think Volskaya was kind of close. Very like quickly shut down. Yeah, but every time I was watching, I I just felt like Arhan was like doing something. And at times, I felt like he was just trying something that that it would be nice if his team was supporting him. But a lot of times, he was just stuck like on an island by himself, and he would just get killed. Like two two of them would chase him down. You know, it's like I want to show you something um, that was like kind of brought to my attention not too long ago. Yeah, and I know Ben was talking about Wikipedia, and I love Wikipedia. Uh, and I feel like I'm giving them promotion here for no reason, but uh, look in Skype real quick. Okay. Called Winston's Lab. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And I they do some, like, I don't oh, know how they get this information, but some, like, really sick stuff. Like, they wow. even show the kill feed of, like, these maps and, like, oh, who killed God. who when. Okay, let's take a And, like, you this. can see wow, on Nepal. Hmm? Right, it must be, yeah. computer vision because I don't, I know it misses things. It okay. must be it's all... recognition, yeah. Because I think it's like, all computer. I'm looking at Sanctum Nepal, and like Harry Hook gets the first kill 20 seconds in onto Recryons and Yada. Well, and then Inna Hope kills oh. Arhan on Zarya. Like, you can see, like, the, I mean, it might not be like perfectly correct, but it shows you like how the match generally went. Got like statistics of the actual match, like in terms of like distances, numbers, and like fastest point A cap in Hollywood, 352 for AF Blue, 103 for Envious. So they, they successfully attacked on the first point. Um, like Volskaya, like they have all this stuff that's actually really cool. They show like how many ults they got, kill deaths. I don't know. Liquipede doesn't do this stuff. I wish they did, but it's it's really sick to look at this. And then you also have under the video, under the VOD, um, like last five matches each of the teams have played, and it shows last five matches the teams have played against each other. If you want to look at like head to heads. Wow. Yeah. This is good. Info. Yeah, this I thought is it was good really info. cool. Yeah. This is definitely great. Like I love Wikipedia. I contribute like a lot to that cool. site, but it doesn't have this kind of information. This no, this is, is like, sick. It's no, got all that I love sick. here too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is amazing. And man, we think you guys think this is just rec- like um, screen recognition stuff. I mean, that tech. Wow. Uh, yeah, that tech exists. Yeah, it definitely does. Oh, but that... like for Overwatch, that would be that'd be pretty impressive, though. Soon. Like you can see time played Anna across all maps and all rounds by all teams an hour and 20 minutes 100 percent and a play rate <laughs> okay well using this site jason did you could you derive anything cool from from the match or oh, i just literally pulled it up right now and i'm just yeah, looking okay. yeah like you guys are saying our hand like just to look at numbers alone like wasn't the damage dealer he normally is he had a negative kd ratio like i didn't actually watch the matches yet but they look at like Harry Hook, who's support player normally for Envious. He's tw- plus twelve. Like these are normally normally numbers you use in like Counter Strike. But like him, Mickey, both at plus twelve. Um, like even Coco had a plus KD as like a Reinhardt player. 
I don't know. They just you, you just kind of see. Poor chips. Oh, you got some toggle Minus heroes, 13. by the way. <laughs> you can see heroes kill deaths on individual heroes. Where? Harry Hook was oh, twenty nine and eighteen. Do, oh, is this oh, graph? Wait, Harry is Hook. this is this like graph showing heroes? when they use their alts too? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, how do you do that? That's what I mean. That, that, that's what I was. How like, do you do that I, with image manually? Because I don't. I think it's manual. Because I know I'm pretty sure I missed this thing. People were like talking about it. There was a long. Oh, so this is like discussion kinda, about this kind of like a manual kind of thing. Wow, this is nuts. Well, actually, that's not, no, 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 that's not true. That's actually, you could do that with oh. image recognition really easily. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah. yeah. You could. You could do a computer vision's some scary shit, man. We could, we could go on for hours. <laughs> okay, so it's not 100% accurate, but it's pretty darn close. I mean, this at least it's pretty close. And that's, check the check marks, man. Check the check marks, that's right. <laughs> like, click toggle heroes at the top. And if yeah. you look at the roster, yeah, yeah, you can see it. Yeah. So you can see, like, the kill breakdowns for each hero and, like, who they played. Yeah, so wow. Harry Hook played four different heroes. Arhan played six different heroes. So did Recry. No, Recry played eight. Recry played I mean, a lot. Yeah, like that, that's insane. He played yeah, literally every I mean, single role. Like literally. That team had issues with like all things. Like it, they kept running. They were running Genji. Like they would try Genji, but they wouldn't nano boost him. And then you yeah. just like okay, it's just like Genji without speed, without damage mitigation, and you just get shredded by the. Mickey. 76. Or there was like one fight I remember, like it sticks out in my head, where Arhan pops a dragon blade. Nothing. And Harry Hook just pops sprint and just runs away from him. <laughs> yep. And he chases him the entire duration, never catches him. Yep. And dies. It was like the saddest thing in the world. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just as well, by the way. I'm just looking like Taibu only played Roadhog. He didn't he didn't switch to yep. anything oh, else. Oh, that's once. true. I didn't actually notice that until you, until you uh, said that. Well, he's doing fine. <laughs> he was doing pretty everything. good. Did you see that one play where he freaking uh, whole hogs while he's by himself? He drops from the top yeah, of uh, Hollywood like, and just pushes everybody off of it like in overtime. Oh, that was that was a, an awesome play. Definitely great. Yeah. I feel like Harry Hook was just having a field day. Like uh, <laughs> nobody was. I mean, obviously he would die here and there, of course, but. Most of the time they would switch to Harry Hook. Once, he, you know? I mean, I mean, and most of the time they switched to Harry Hook, and he was just shooting whatever the hell he wanted, whether advisor or not. Just like nobody really pressured. Yeah, they never really ran seventy six yeah. on uh, AFB, and then if you're not running seventy six, what are you running? That's kind of what it felt like most of the time. I mean, yeah. speaking of like Gibraltar, by the way, like I'm looking at the yeah, stats for Gibraltar, looking at like attack red. You yeah. see, Taimu gets a kill onto Dayfly. He kills Anna with Roadhog. So obviously, he hooked. Anna in the fight and the team engage with like McCree dying and then Roadhog. Like, I don't know. That's so cool to see like fight breakdowns. I haven't actually watched the VODs to like just Who see first where the more yeah. often. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, five minute mark. There's a five minute mark. It's like a crap load of things happening. Like, great. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to like give them like a giant shout out, but I don't know if hey, you guys have I mean, seen if, it, this, like, if it's a cool tool, yeah, a cool tool in the community, we, we want I mean to plug to someone else's success. They're not paying me or anything. <laughs> They're not paying. Even better, even better that we're plugging them and uh, not being paid. Not a sponsored sponsored plug there. But if you want to sponsor, you know, feel free. You know, that's cool. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, any any other last comments on it? Obviously, congratulations to Envious and pulling that off. The... I have something. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say, like, how important the Overwatch World Cup was for all this, actually, because yes, like absolutely. they would never, ever, ever have thought of Mickey or discovered Mickey until Overwatch uh, World Cup happened. Like, he actually was doing really well for Thailand, and then he gets picked up for the team, mm -hmm. and he, everyone's like, "Oh my God, Mickey's like amazing!" And everyone's like, knowing the name Mickey, like for him, it's such a big, um, a big thing. Like, 
I don't think as someone growing up in Thailand, you necessarily have like the notion of becoming a professional player in, in a video game. But like now he has the opportunity to join Envious and do that. I thought that was really cool. Can we just say that guy looks fun as shit too? Uh, he, he looks like a cool guy to be around. And um, speaking of Mickey. He tripped walking onto the stage. Did he? Uh, I didn't. I missed that. I totally missed that. Walking on the stage when we we're in doing the group stage stuff, uh, I, he like uh, fell really hard, and on the desk we'll turn around and look at him. It was hilarious, but no, really funny guy. <laughs> uh, but Envious has officially picked them up, right? Um, no, he's trialing no. still. He's still, still trialing. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, there were like talks about how I don't know if he was like down to do it, you know, full time. Okay. Like for uh, them, I guess, because he has to leave Thailand, obviously. Okay. Well. I guess they have to figure out what's going on. I mean, they're going to play with him in, in Vegas. Can we talk about the production value, actually? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the production value, too. The stage was like, cool. The stage was... Yeah, the stage was sick. It was, like, yeah. all TVs or something. Yeah, like it was, like, LEDs, LEDs but below them, yeah, on the stage. And then they had the performer perform high night. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and, like, that, I've never been more excited hilarious. in my life. It was, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. I was, like, delirious tired, you know, like, when you hit that point where everything is funny to you. I was dying watching that. That guy was Especially awesome, good with Twitch dude. chat. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was so funny. Oh man, he's got the hat on and shit too. That, that he's in the banana outfit. McCree outfit. <laughs> if you guys didn't catch that, you guys have to watch the vod. That was funny. Also, the the whole Jenga thing with the two team or with with NDS is pretty hilarious too. Watch yeah, it. Was like, it was like it, it was like hardcore Jenga. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't play like, like that, stack man. Stacking them vertically, vertically on top of each other. I don't even know who does that. Yeah, totally never seen that before <laughs> it would only last like 10 turns max you yeah. to, and like i don't know they must have had some pretty sturdy tables the great casting Monty doa excellent job of course um stage was like it was kind of weird it had like those three little four those those arms for the stage yeah. and i wasn't sure it looked what, like a something you would see like a concert hall yeah. Maybe there were more concerts planned, but we didn't get to seven games, <laughs> so we won't know if there was like oh, a second maybe. performance coming out. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe I don't know. Who knows? Um, but anyways, yeah, to wrap it up. Just congratulations to them, and hopefully we. St- I'd like to see more Mickey with them. I mean, I think they have great chemistry with him, and uh, whether it's in game or off game, it's pretty easy to have good chemistry when you're winning, though. <laughs> but but uh, he does seem like a good addition. We'll see what happens in Vegas here. Okay, so we don't have too much time left. Let's take those questions. I've got a couple of questions from folks that emailed them in. And if you do want to email your questions in for next week, go ahead and email the, that to theoverview at chamanv.tv. And we'll definitely take the email um, questions just highest priority. Okay, so Klingo asked, a few weeks ago, Road, Roadhog was only rarely used in competitive matches or in tournaments. But nowadays, we see him in almost every match. What do you think initiated this change and made him so good in the current meta? There are so many factors, or it's really like a. It, there's no one thing. Uh, it's just like I think it's like a huge combination of things. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm pretty sure co-hosts would agree with me that a lot of this current meta comes down to who can break the other Reinhardt shield first and get that cheeky hook. Uh, that that's how so many teams are winning fights right now. Uh, but obviously, it's not just the fact that you know Diva Divas really big in the meta right now so you you have soldier really big in the meta so the fact that soldier is so strong means you're seeing a lot less reaper which in turn helps roadhog on the margins like there's all these little things um obviously ana is a completely central part to this strategy the the healing from ana is what 
powers Roadhogs and Divas and Reinhardt's to survive as long as they do. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of little things, uh, but it's interesting, though, right? Because Roadhog wasn't changed. Roadhog hasn't no. been changed in, like, months. Uh, so it was changes to other characters that kind of brought him into relevance. And that's cool. There hasn't really been any cool. change to him except, like, fixing his hook, right? He's one of the very few heroes <laughs> yeah. that hasn't really been touched. That's right. But that's good design. You know, whenever you can affect characters that without actually, you know, affecting a character's play rate without actually changing him in, itself, that's great. I, mean, I think another good. big factor is the uh, old percent change. I'm sorry, I didn't know if you just pointed that out, uh, Ben. Because since old no. charge slower, like, the importance of a pick is much higher, meaning you can have a six on five fight that you don't really need to commit ultimates to win if you do it right. So Yeah, I mean, you like, could argue that Roadhog Hook is easier to get a kill with than High Noon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Pulse yeah. Bomb, or... Really, 90% of the <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, let's see. Next question we have here is from Tom K. He's got like a long email, actually. But uh, my, my question for you guys centers around Overwatch League. Like, you guys find this idea of going whole hog and completely... Oh, it says, like you guys, I find this idea of going whole hog and completely modeling an eSports League, like conventional sports leagues, to be fascinating. Uh, he kind of throws back to like remember evil geniuses evil geniuses being compared to yankees of starcraft back in uh starcraft 2 um and his question is basically let's see um do you think that the lack of a salary cap or first off do you think there will be a salary cap in overwatch league and if not do you think the lack of a salary cap is a cause for concern so you know because one team can obviously just buy up as much talent if they have a ton of money. Kind of like the, you know, we see with the Yankees, right? The Yankees literally can throw as much money as they want in baseball. Unlike basketball and unlike football, where there is a cap, you know, it's, the cap's supposed to be there for parity, right? Just to give every single franchise a chance to, to um, you know, contend for the championship and thus uh, make whatever revenue that, that they can from, from the success of their teams. Yeah, so what do you guys think? Should there be a salary cap? Do you think there will be a salary cap? I had this thought today because I watched Monty's 45-minute video about like his thoughts on the league and stuff. and like He didn't bring this up, but it like, popped into my mind, I guess, around one of the parts he was talking about. And I was thinking to myself, like, would you make super teams? Like, Would it be worth it in the long run? It's, it's like a hard question to ask because you have to take a lot of things into consideration, like logistics, like... Um, personalities, skill levels. Um, I don't know. I, like, I, I'm not against it, but I could see it not really mattering as much as but that, it would in other sports. That's a different... Like, what you just listed there, That those are obviously things you take into consideration when you're building a team. But assuming those are all good, right? Personality clashes don't exist, and it's literally just money. Like, should basically the team that has the most money be able to get whoever they want? I mean, isn't that what happened to Creation Esports and Dinitas? Dinitas had the money. They were a bigger and more stable organization. They just bought Creation. And then now they're under the Dinitas banner. Um, buying Creation is different, though, than... Yeah, he means, like, if, yeah. he, if Mendo costs, like, 100k, and then only one team could afford him, and then that other team could also afford someone else that was 100k, but, like, only one org had access to millions of dollars, and other orgs didn't. 
So I'm, I'm getting confused. Is it salary cap on individual players or salary cap for your whole roster of players? No, salary cap. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. Sal- salary cap. Is, no, 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 no. Like you can't pay the players more than 100 grand or you no, can no, only spend like a million dollars. No, your team. Yeah. So your team. Yeah, your team can only spend so much. Yeah. So there, there are definitely some sports where there is no cap. You could, if you were willing yeah, to lose money. In Europe. Yeah, and baseball and, and here too. Like, if you want to spend a, a billion dollars on a guy, you can. I mean, we're, they were talking about Bryce Harper trying to get $400 million contract in baseball. Like, the, his a- agent trying to make that happen. That's freaking crazy. Oh, so, my God. I know. Isn't that nuts? So, uh, we're talking it's like about a that sort of turn-based sport. <laughs> turn-based sport. Uh, yeah, so, Ben, what do you think? Esports has never had a salary cap before. Uh, but esports has never had a league that has tried to emulate mainstream sports like this. CGS. Um, well, other than CGS, but yeah. we pretend that never that didn't happen. <laughs> That's just wiped from ages. the memory. It, the, 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 the crazy part is like people in chat right now, like no one would even know CGS because people feel most people think esports was born in 2011. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I think it would be fine. Um, to not I, in fact, to I'd, have I'd, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see a salary cap, I think of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as long as the players are getting paid as much as the market, yeah, uh, allows. You know, if we, I mean, we're, if we're talking about salary caps, Give them all the money. If, if we're yeah, talking we don't about limit the player salaries, but <laughs> no, I mean, if we're talking about salary caps, then we're obviously talking about player associations and things like that. I mean, they have to be represented yeah. well. You know, these bargaining agreements need to be fair. I've been wondering um, that all too. that stuff. Yeah, so it's like another topic that I would love to. Yeah, bring up, I guess, with the right people at Blizzard and see what they're planning. Well, I I think the league gets started first, and then you know some of these things can be put in place. But um, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I I feel, I feel it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. Like, I like the idea of Tavik riding around a Ferrari, and like everyone talking about him being this like the highest paid player in Overwatch kind of thing, and and a team just like some billionaire coming into the league and be and trying to pick all the individual players up and trying to build like a super team at the same rate. Like it could be a super team of like all the best stars, but they might not play well together. So it actually would fail kind of thing. I don't well, know. I, well, I actually, the... I don't hate the idea, but I don't <laughs> love it of having a cap until like we actually see it implemented, I guess. Well, the, the issue with not having a salary cap and I mean, I like all those things. I mean, it'd be cool. Yes. To see all of our favorite players, like just, just pimping it out. I wouldn't trust doing in a Ferrari. <laughs> but, no, like but the... Tavik in a Ferrari that's painted in kebab. Like <laughs> kebab. It's, just kebab. <laughs> it's just kebab. Oh, no, it's literally just that sausage. Be, yeah, like right. it's the sausage, it's sausage. With the space and stuff on the side. I, I w- <laughs> yes, I would pay for that too. Um, no, but the thing with a salary cap, if you don't have one, it ends up creating this crazy inflated market. And, you know, I'll give baseball as an example. I just uh, for some reason I'm giving baseball, and baseball is like my my least favorite sport out of all the the sports in the, here in America. But you know, when when Alex Rodriguez first had that you know hundred million dollar contract, it was like the first time we ever saw you know this nine figure contract ever ever in baseball. It totally you know made the mar- push the market higher for every single other team. You know what I mean? So it just raises the bar. And, and a lot of times whenever the, the market is low for players, then that's great, right? But if you get to the point where there's just like one person that's like, okay, I'm going to pay this Overwatch player like $20 million. And then like the next team below that can only pay the guy like $5 million. Then you start, you know, then you have this expectation from players that ends up becoming distorted, right? And, and it causes a weird conflict in, in just the market itself so i have a cap i would imagine i mean 
at least for season yeah. one again because like just because of the lack of players union like if they're gonna do it in a very like everything has to be equal i guess is the well word. so for me they can't have a cap without there being a players union in my in my opinion so if they don't have a players union they shouldn't have a cap but if they do have a cap, then the players need to be represented correctly. Like, hopefully Blizzard will take into account the players or whatnot. And I don't know how this, the the actual structure will work. If it literally Blizzard just deals with the teams, and then the teams do whatever the hell they want with the players. But um, if there's not, if Blizzard's not this overlying player association slash, you know, just the overall owner of the league, then there needs to be some kind of representation before. I had a vision actually of them like splitting. I don't know if this is like just some weird thing that I think, but like, I feel like this has to become its own entity eventually. Well, it's going to be an entity that's owned by Blizzard. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) But I feel like like it would have to expand to other. like, I feel like this looks the same. Yeah. What's the word? The picture that they're painting will affect other esports. So, like, I don't know how that's going to work out if it's going to, if I'm even correct in thinking that. But at the same time, I don't think you're ever going to see like a publisher give the rights of their game yeah, away. No way. No, no, no definitely not. I just, I just meant more like, um, well, there's Call of Duty, if, there's Starcraft. Like, if CSGO wanted to go to regionalized tournaments, or like E League wanted to make an OWL for CS or something, like, I feel like there'd be a lot of overlap in logistics and what they're trying to do. I was just curious because, like, if if what they're saying is correct, right? Like, or if what Monty and everyone thinks is like that, the billionaires and like the Robert Krafts and the Elon Musk's are going to start investing into orgs. Like, those orgs aren't going to like. Are they going to limit all of that money specifically at Overwatch? Like, is the CS:GO team going to have to rebrand with their city now? You know, like that was kind of I guess where I was going. I with see, that I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I know. Like, what you mean. they actually get billionaire sports franchise owners to open and have esports in their arenas at home having home games and away games, like can they use those same resources for other games? Right. Right. And like, and I feel like the org owners would push for that. Right. Because it would be like, Oh, maybe we could have CSGO tournament at eight and then overwatch is a 10. I don't know. Stuff like that. It's just, um, I was just curious, I guess, as to what you guys thought, or if I'm even just thinking way too down the road, but I would imagine that if I was a CS org that also had an overwatch team, I'd be like, Hey man, we should all do this together. Yeah. You have to keep in mind that... Right, I last think, point, last point, we got to wrap up. All right, is that, like, if you're an org that wants to get into the Overwatch League, you have to pay an ass ton of money to actually be a part of it in the first place. So you're not going to have, like, some... Well, I would hope, ideally, you're not going to be, like, some org that's, like, mainly CS, like Astralis or something, <laughs> pick up an Overwatch team and be like, all right, we're part of Overwatch League now kind of thing. It actually have to be, like, a big commitment for, like, a lot of the organizations out there. I well, anticipate not, that happening, like, professional though, right? sports, but... Uh-huh. I still think that each one will be treated differently, though. Like, Overwatch will be treated... Like, there should be a separate... Just, you know, the management of that sport, whether it's within the team or not, it should be separate from for each game. It should be... I was looking at this as, like, a weird, like, FIFA-esque thing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Where there's just, like, a FIFA for all of esports, not just Overwatch. Yeah, I know what you mean. But that's down the road. All right, well, Ben's got a meeting, so we gotta go. So let's do some shout-outs here. Uh, It's a great show, though. Lots of awesome news and uh the questions were great. actually the last question in particular was was amazing so keep sending those questions uh again email the overview at tv, and we'll read those out next week uh flame want to do some shout outs where can people find you uh i'm on twitter twitch discord I'm vegas discord a lot vegas, you can find me in vegas next weekend <laughs> yes um, yeah i mean shout out to everyone like everyone got me here 
Like this was not my, I mean, it was my doing right, but I couldn't have done it without everybody. So like you guys, all the people that have been like so good on stream, like all the people that support me on Twitch and Twitter and Reddit. So I'm like humbled, which like never happens with me, but <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like make, just thank you to everybody. No, it's awesome, man. You deserve it for sure. And make us proud, dude. Totally make us proud. Uh, Jason, how about you? Shout outs. Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Jay Kaplan, Twitch, Jason Kaplan. Also shout out to my parents again every week for what they, uh, for what they did for me to get here today. Chairman for doing the show. Flame, good luck for you next week. And Fish Sticks, hopefully I'll be seeing you again soon. One day. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. Uh, ben, how about you? Uh, MGA this weekend going on yes. in London. Check that out. Uh, Gfinity TV, I think is the channel. Not quite sure. Uh, but you'll you'll see it on Reddit. Uh, then next weekend is MLG and I am Korea. Both of those are going to be huge. Make sure to stay tuned uh, and subscribe to the competitive Overwatch subreddit yes. because we post about all those things uh, over there. Probably one of the best ways to stay on top of Overwatch esports and what's going on in the scene. So make sure to do that as well. Follow the channel here. You can follow me at Fishsticks on Twitter. And that's it. All right, and I'll wrap things up. Thanks to the three of you guys for doing this show. All you folks for watching, uh, you know, like Ben said, watch MGA this weekend and play Overwatch, guys. Get in there, play some competitive, get your uh, placement matches done. Uh, and if you missed the show, you can catch the VODs. All the VODs, even previous episodes, are on youtube.com slash chamianv. And if you're an iTunes listener, you can find it on, on uh, iTunes also. Uh, you just go to podcast, search for Overwatch, and you'll see the overview listed down there too. Uh, that The audios will be available... Uh, probably early tomorrow. They always takes like 12 hours or so for iTunes to update it. Uh, if you're an uh, Android uh, listener too, there's a Google podcast too. You can find it there. Uh, but until next week, guys, for Flame, Jason Kaplan, Fishsticks, and myself, Chamman V, we'll see you next time. Later. Peace out.